no, we, we introduced them at the beginning and we gave them the opportunity to share. Yeah, eight years ago, I went to scoop camp when I was 18 years old. Now I'm in the in my middle 20s and I'm utilizing some of the skills that I learned at Little Man Ice Cream today. Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Hey there, folks. Welcome to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lauren Martinez, who is the Director of Operations at Little Man Ice Cream. Lauren, what's happening today? How are you, Anthony? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm awesome, brother. I'm so excited. So uh, folks watching on YouTube, you'll notice I got my little man ice cream hat on. I have a, a, a little man ice cream shirt, not just because they're in the apparel business. You might have guessed it. They're in the ice cream business. Uh, but our team at SME Strategy has had the pleasure, both professional and personal pleasure, working with them uh, for the past, I call it a year and into 2023. And it's just been a cool ride. But Lauren, you know, prior to that, you guys have been doing a lot of cool stuff in the, you know, Colorado, Denver area. Why don't you tell folks about you, about Little Man, and then we'll we'll get into it. Sure. Well, I'm sorry I don't have any SME gear on today. Um, I was not prepared, but uh, next time I will make sure I put on my cool hat. Perfect. And my mug. Bring my mug. Um, <laughs> oh, we yeah, we're an ice cream company started in Denver, Colorado. We started as just a tiny little kiosk ice cream shop um, in the North Denver neighborhood. And we make homemade delicious ice cream, small batches as you can get, scaled our business to eight retail locations that we own and operate. We have a wholesale division and a catering division as well. And uh, yeah, we're, we, uh, in addition to ice, you know, we, we kind of look at ourselves as more of a youth development organization, I guess. And uh, where ice cream is just really our, our vehicle. And it's it's been a journey for sure. That's awesome. One of the cool things, if you're ever in the Denver area, including the Denver airport now, that you can pick up their ice cream. But all of their locations, what's cool about, uh, you know, Paul is the CEO, founder, the, the culture is every single location has a cool theme to it. One is actually an ice cream churn bucket. Maybe I can get some pictures up. You know, one is like the wing of an airplane at the old Denver airport. What's another location that has a cool theme? Or I'm um, trying to think of. I mean, yeah, it's it's roadside architecture, right? That's kind of like our, our sweet spot. We try to create these unique and uh, surprise and delight locations. Uh, I think you mentioned there's an old wooden churn with a crank on it. There's a milk can. There's a, a long, there's a Lockheed Constellation replica aircraft. My gosh, there's a, our, our factory is actually mimicked after the inside of an ice cream machine. So when you walk in, there's like. There's certain blades on the wall and the ceilings are round. The bathrooms are circular. It's all about spinning and the, the process of spinning product. And we try to tell a story um, in each of our locations about maybe it's a piece of equipment or a piece of uh, community history. Um, we try to pull that out in design and architecture. I love I love that. One of the cool things I want to touch on is you mentioned like 
you talked a little bit about community because you want to have like a community feel and have something that people go to and then the youth development organization. So people can't see, but I'm wearing a shirt that says scoop camp. So I had the pleasure of going to see, um, you know, the work that you guys do hosting scoop camp for 200 of your scoopers. So I'm using technical language. Tell our listeners a little bit about scoop camp and, and how you view kind of scoopers within your organization. Sure. No, I mean, we call it scoop camp because of me and because of my history of being the biggest bang geek in the United States during the time that American Pie, the movies came out. Mm. And so I was in high school. I played the drums. I played the sax. And best time of year was always band camp. Right. So band camp in high school was such an opportunity for for your your spring training. Right. It's, it's your time to learn. What are our goals this year? What here's here's the. Here's the music to the show that we're going to perform this year. And, and it's our opportunity to practice and get on the same page. That, in an essence, is what Scoop Camp is. Um, every June, so the beginning of our peak season, we, uh, we pause operations. We close down all locations for two days. And day one, uh, you're with your manager at your shop and it's a day of tactical training mostly how to how to scoop the perfect scoop how to make the perfect sunday how to count money back to the to the guest how to provide over the top guest service and uh day two is we bring all 200 of our employees together in the, under the same roof and it's our opportunity to set that tone and set the expectation and communicate why are we here? What are we going to try to accomplish this upcoming season? Um, it's also a way to communicate more tactical things like, hey, here's your company handbook. This is how to, this is, these are what the benefits are in the company. These are how you engage with the benefits. But a lot of it is, is we have these breakout sessions where we're talking about life and talking about what are your goals as an individual and how can those align with our goals as a company? We talk about social justice. We talk about how to engage with the community. We talk about conflict. Yeah, it's it's a two-day opportunity to really make our family turn into a family. And uh, it's 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 a fun two days. It's exhausting, but it's it's for sure my favorite part of the year. That's awesome. And am I mistaken? Did you start off as a scooper? I did. I did. So you you've been with the organization how long now? It'll be it was fourteen years this November. That's awesome. The uh, the energy of it. So I I got to go. I got to say you know a couple things because uh, we had started doing some strategy work together and, and just sharing like lessons. But what's just so what struck me is that these are young kids. I think like maybe like sixteen to eighteen to twenty maybe. And so not only are you giving them like work skills, which obviously for a business is important, but these are things that they take into life, that they take into their school, that they take into conversations with their parents. And it's just, it's so formative. And, and it sounds like for you, it was formative, even though there wasn't scoop camp at the time, or I assume they weren't, there wasn't, you know, your experience as a scooper has impacted, you know, who you are as a human being now, which I just think is is really cool. And on a personal level, I like you. I think you're awesome. So, you know, kudos to you and everything that you're doing. So I think that's dope. Uh, anything else you want to share about uh, Scoop Camp or your experience and relationships with your scoopers? No, I, I don't think so. I Well, well, one last story. This, this past Scoop Camp was the first time I've ever invited previous employees to Scoop Camp. And so that's how we started Scoop Camp this past 
this this year um, is at the beginning of it. I introduced four former employees, one of which is a government bureaucrat, one of which owns their own ice cream shop now, and <laughs> one of which is a DJ and artist, and the last one is is a pastor. And so it, it sounds like a sounds like a bar joke at the beginning, but uh, no, we we introduced them at the beginning and we gave them the opportunity to share. Yeah, eight years ago I went to Scoop Camp. When I was 18 years old, I'm 20, you know, now I'm in the in my middle 20s and I'm utilizing some of the skills that I learned at Little Man Ice Cream today. And how did Little Man Ice Cream define success? Has it made an impact on me today, right? In my in my personal career, with my family. And so that 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 was a kind of a wow, like, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years. I've been doing it for 14 years and just seeing the impact, right? It, it, to your point, Anthony, it had a huge impact on me while I'm still here. I find that value every day, but it, it was it was a really cool moment to just see the alumni come back for homecoming, right? That's sweet. I mean, Denver is not a huge city. It's getting bigger, but you know, like your, your, your impact is there. And I, I know that your impact is not just in the Denver Metro Colorado, or, you know, as you distribute out, tell me a little bit, and I'm lucky because I get to understand the big bad. Tell me about Scoop for Scoop. Scoop for Scoop is our commitment to give back to the community, whether it's with our funds, knowledge, skill base, product, whatever it may be. Um, in essence, it's for every scoop we scoop, we keep track of that number. For every scoop, we put five cents in a piggy bank and we give it away. We have a community outreach committee, which is an assembly of community members, employees, the owner comes, I'm there, and we sit around a table and we say thumbs up or thumbs down to whatever comes up at the meeting. Um, we have people that submit donation requests locally and globally, whether it's a nonprofit, NGO over, overseas, um, or just one of our employees. We come together and we get to give away the owner's money, which is really, really cool. <laughs> um, and so yeah, scoop for scoop is our commitment to it's it's our philanthropy program, and uh, we we've we've built some structure through the years of of how to how to uh, administer, and and that's through scoop for scoop and and the community outreach committee. That's awesome. I, you guys do so much cool stuff. And I, I I mean, I could we could talk for hours about the work that you did. I know you guys did like the equivalent of kind of like a mission trip, you know, two years ago into some cool stuff there. But, you know, uh, my invitation, connect with Lauren, connect with this team, learn more about what they do, eat some ice cream, you know, and and learn more about what they do, because it's 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 everywhere. And the story is important. And we'll post some pictures from my last trip there. Um, but I do want to ask you about strategy, right? So strategy, leadership, you know, you're in a critical leadership role. You're on the executive team. Uh, SME started uh, working with you, uh, I guess, like two years ago, year and a half ago. Tell me about uh, both, like, what was your experience going through strategic planning and how has that been an evolution for, for your leadership team? And how has that helped you, you know, have more impact and do the work that you're doing? Sure. I would say if if I've taken one thing out of it is why did I complicate things before? Yeah. Um, strategy can be very easy. You know, like I actually when I think of running a business and the finance, the financials of running a business, it's really just arithmetic. Right. It's like it's hopefully your sales are higher than the money you're spending. And hopefully there's some stuff left over. It's basic arith arithmetic. That's that's how I look at finance at least. And that's kind of how I was approaching, I guess, strategy before is we had one little ice cream shop. 
Today I have eight, plus we're delivering to 60 locations across the, the Denver metro area. We, we, we execute 250 weddings a year. So we're, we're large, it, the, the company's changed, you know, 15, from 15 years ago. And um, we, I, I've had to simp- simplify and really, really look back to my own scoop camps of how do we define success? Um, asking those simple questions. And when we make, we make decisions throughout the week, throughout the day, how do we define success? And how do we, how do we look at what were our goals? And did we write them down? Did we put a timeline to them? When were they due? Did we meet those deadlines? And what are, what are the goals moving forward? And so I think if, if there's been a couple, two takeaways, simplify, and articulate and put a timestamp on it, right? And uh, hold one another accountable to it and and make space to actually work on your strategy. Yeah, I know, I I like that. I definitely heard, you know, one of the interesting things just talking about what you guys were up to was going from one shop to six to seven to eight to increasing that production to the selling Christmas trees, which we haven't talked about, you know, the... The, the complexity grew. And so the systems don't need to get more complex to your point. They actually need to get simpler so you can streamline everything and, and ultimately accomplish more outside of, or notwithstanding your work with SME strategy. What's it been like for you, your leadership journey, your leadership evolution in those 14 years, you know, both from, you know, being a scooper to, you know, having to work with other members of the leadership team. What are some lessons learned? What are some challenges that you experienced? Tell me about, you know, what that's been like for you. Yeah. Um, first thing that comes to mind is uh, as starting as a scooper, you know, I, I've been on on every position. And so where that's a blessing and, and such a opportunity to know, you know, I, I've been in those shoes, frontline employees, but I but I've moved from managing scoopers and managing our ice cream worker, our ice cream makers that I'm I'm managing managers Mm -hmm. and I'm managing leadership. And that's a completely different, it's a completely different skill set that's needed. Right. And so that, that was a learning curve of the first few years after, after some growth, I was very, very hands-on right in the shop, scooping ice cream, making a presence, not realizing that that I need to be backing out and I need to be empowering and and leading my leadership team to make more of an impact. And so I would say, I would say, you know, just the transition of managing, you know, your hourly employees to managing the leadership team was was a learning curve for me. Um, I think the other thing that comes to mind is it's important to be to, to communicate to your team where you're going, right? I think I think I've always been sh- sharing this straight with the owner. We have lots of ideas, right? And we chase we chase what's shiny and and exciting, and being able to have the ability to pause and ask the question: Does does this make sense right now with where we're going? What wait? Where are we going? Or <laughs> what you know? And making sure that that conversation is not just being had with the owner and myself, right? It's happening with the leadership team and and cascading that down to our frontline team as well. Hey, Anthony here. One of the things I don't talk too much about on the podcast is what we do at SME Strategy. 
So I wanted to let you know that if you and your team are thinking about getting together you know, this winter or even in the new year for strategic planning, that we'd be happy to have a conversation to see how we might be able to help your team walk through the strategic planning process and make sure that your people, your strategy, your culture are on the same page. One of the most exciting parts about the work that we do is being able to lead people through a proven process to help them get to where they want to go. If you're interested about that process, our video about it on YouTube just hit over a million views. So be sure to check that out. Let us know what you think. Uh, but most importantly, I wanted to let you know that if you are looking for somebody to partner with your team to support everybody in getting aligned, moving forward towards a clear set of goals and objectives, and really making sure that you have the foundations for that next stage of growth, that we can partner with you to do that whether that's through an offsite strategic planning session or you know follow-up support services to keep you accountable, to help your team grow and develop, or really to lead a full transformation. So if you're interested, check out smestrategy.net. You can check out our about page, our services page. It'll tell you more about how we do things. And I'd be happy to have a conversation with you to see if we're a good fit to help. Thanks so much. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And now let's get back into the episode. So I got that. That makes sense. I mean, it's an evolution, right? Like as you go through and saying, hey, like, what do I need to consider? How do I communicate up, down and across, which we talk about, you know, dare I say ad nauseum. Um, but it's a constant evolution as things get more complex. So as we wrap up today, as you look at what's next for you, mm. what's next for Lauren? What's next in his professional growth? What is uh, next in his personal growth? And what's next for Little Man Ice Cream? Yeah, I would say uh, I am so excited right now. I am, uh, I, you know, like I was, I was out to dinner with the owner the other day, and he's like, "How you doing?" You know, like we're coming up on on a new year. You know, he's just tapping in to me personally. Like we've had a lot of change over the past couple of years, and he's like, "Where are you?" And I'll, you know, I, I'll admit, a year ago, I, I don't know where I was, but now I do know that I'm excited, and I'm just ready to. I'm like, I'm like the Kool-Aid guy ready to punch through the wall, you know? Um, but uh, no, I'm excited. And a, and a big reason why, why I'm excited is we are, we're going to continue to grow. We, we, we've identified that we want to open more ice cream shops. We've identified some strategy around growing our wholesale program. And um, I've identified that I need help doing that, mm. right? I need to find people that are better than me. At my job, I need to find people that are experts in my field. I've, I, I'm blessed to have amazing experience from the ground up, but that that is my experience. And you know, we've we've kind of hit the wall um, on on the production side of our business, on supply chain side of our business. You know, these big buckets of HR and finance. Um, I was doing. From the beginning, I was doing all of it, right? And we've kind of organically grown throughout the years where I've gotten some great help. And going into next year, we have the opportunity to, we're going to make some key hires. Um, we're going to hire a director of product to oversee our growth strategy when it comes to production and product. Um, we've we've already hired a, um, a financial, basically CFO, but a third party, some, someone that can bridge the gap until maybe we're at the point where we can have a full-time CFO on staff, but um, we've made some key hires. We, but we've planned on that, right? We uh, a year ago, I was panicking because I didn't have. I knew I knew what I needed, at least in my head, but I didn't know when I needed it. I didn't know. I didn't know how much it costs. 
I didn't know how to get there. And I mean, kudos to Anthony and his team. Like you helped us talk about what is stressful. Why is it stressful? Okay. Well, how do we answer all those questions? How do we make it less stressful? Right. Um, once, once again, you, you help to simplify things. Why, why does this suck? Why does this suck? Okay. <laughs> More than likely we're doing it to ourselves or what are the opportunities to make it not suck? And let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's make action around it and let's set a deadline on when to make it suck less. And maybe two years from now, it's not going to suck at all. It's actually going to be great. And so we're starting to see going into 2023, some of the work that we did with you and your team. Oh, wow. A year ago, I was talking about, wow, I really, really need help with fi- with the financials of the business because it's outgrowing me. I don't know, you know, like I, I need help. And a year later, look, now I have an advisor who's helping me. He's ha- he's teaching me how to implement new SOPs um, along with with our accountant. And so, you know, it's it's seeing the fruits of of that process come to fruition, and uh, I'm stoked about it. I'm a process geek. I love you know, I love seeing charts and walls and 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 whatnot. And your your, your process not to say process, process <laughs> has, has really, really helped. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds, uh, I don't want to say night and day, it's an evolution. And yeah. so, you know, like all, like you said, you know, if you got band camp and you take the time to like prepare for the next season, you know, what's nice about your business is you have, uh, you know, a seasonality to it. Now, it's not to say that if our listeners, you, the listener, you might not have an explicit season, but there's always time to make a season. Like, I guarantee you that if you just like walked into an ice cream store just before busy season, you said, we're going to shut everything down for two days. That's a hard choice to make. Like nobody wants to shut their business down, but you guys have seen like, Hey, there's, it's an investment in our people. It's an investment in our strategy. It's an investment in our communication. It's an investment to make sure that that season goes well. What sounds like to me is, you know, you're taking these off seasons manufactured or otherwise using that time to really build and build that strategy and develop and the shift from reactive to proactive, the shift from even in a, as a leader, your own leadership growth, recognizing, hey, like, here's my gaps. Like that in itself takes reflection. And so, uh, and then also like adding personnel to it. So, you know, like any good professional sports team, shout out to the Avs, uh, you know, you take your off season, you rebuild and you go for that championship and you guys are just like going for it. So uh, on a, oh, by the way, also shout out to Paul Tabarello, who's just, a G and uh, I just, you know, I respect him as a friend, as a person, he's just dope. Uh, that's a technical term. Uh, also another technical term. It doesn't say what sucks, what should suck less on our materials, but maybe it should. So I'm glad that that resonated. Uh, but man, just on a personal level, just like big ups to everything that you've been doing. Cause it's so cool. And what I want to take through this this is like not for you. It's like you're supporting your leaders. You're supporting your community. You're supporting, you know, 200 young people at such an important and formative stage of their life. And your ability to do that has cascading effects for decades. So it's not just now and it's not just to sell more ice cream. It's you're literally like shaping lives and communities. And I think that's what's so cool about Little Man and about you personally, Lauren. So really shout out and and just respect where it's due. So, um, yeah. Good job, man. That's awesome. Anything else you want to say to our leaders, to our listeners that, you know, that you want to share some pearls of wisdom for them? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I would say that I, you know, I, I got my degree in business and uh, one of my favorite classes was social entrepreneurship, right? 
And uh, I'll never forget day one of that class, my professor's up in, up in front of the classroom, and he starts the, the first day handing out the syllabus and, and, and whatnot, and he goes, it's a sad shame you had to choose this class. And everyone's like, what the heck? What, where, uh oh, where's he going with this? He's like, you had the choice when you were looking at the roster of classes, there was an entrepreneurship class and there was a social enterprise entrepreneurship class, right? So that means we as a university are, are uh, sending a signal that you can be an entrepreneur or you can be a social entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reality is, is, you know, Anthony, you, you were just throwing out, you know, we're, we're, we're making an impact into community and, and we're making an impact on our team. Every business does that, right? Every business makes an impact. Every, every business is part of the community. Um, every business has the opportunity to channel that impact though, right? And it's just, you know, Paul, our owner from day one has always done a, such a good job of, of realizing that, you know, no matter what, we have a role in this community. It's just whether or not we're going to, one, see it, and two, how are we going to guide it, right? How are we going to guide it? We've seen over the last 10, 15 years, especially over the, over the past few years with with the BLM and, you know, everything that we're going through here in, in the U.S. and across the world with people are looking for companies that that give a shit and companies that have a purpose, right, that, that have a purpose behind what they're doing. And, you know, I, I felt good over the past over the past five years of, you know, we were, we were pushed, right? We were pushed from, from our communities of, Hey, how are you giving back? How are you making an impact? How are you, uh, how are you joining the conversation or how are you avoiding the conversation? And uh, we, we've had some structure already in place throughout the years to just really, you know, understand that, that there's more to life than just scoop and ice cream. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, that's uh as an entrepreneur that's what this is all about right it's it's not about the ice cream it's about we're in the people business we're not in the ice cream business ice cream's just the vehicle and uh you know happy happy that we take the opportunity to to measure that success um beyond the bottom line yeah i love that man that's so cool i was just as i was thinking i was just like you know all of the thoughts of like what's going on in the world were just like rushing through my brain and i was like hey you know, it's been on my mind a lot with what's going on in the news. It just socially is like, hey, like, what's the stand I'm going to take? Like actually making a stand towards things that I believe in. You know, we have we have the stuff that we do, but just like, yeah, where can I double down on that? And so it's, it's just a good reflection, a good challenge and uh, good for all of our listeners, you know, like take a pause and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, you have the choice. <laughs> it shouldn't be exclusive entrepreneurship or social entrepreneurship. And that doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur to make an impact socially. Uh, Lauren, where can people connect with you? Where can they learn more about what you're doing? Where can they buy your ice cream? Yeah, well, come to Denver, come to Colorado Springs, come to Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, littlemanicecream.com is where you can find all of our brands. Uh, you can find me at Lauren at littlemanicecream.com. More than happy. Um, please reach out. And uh, no, if you find yourself in the Mile High City, please reach out. Um, we'd be more than happy. I highly suggest Salted Oreo. It is our most, most popular flavor. Um, people line up for it. And uh, my personal favorite, though, is the banana pudding. 
So make sure you make sure you get get a scoop or two or three while you're out here. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I know my team is going to be jealous because I was the only one who got to go on site. We're talking about getting there, but it was, you know, it's a tough job when you got to do strategy work with awesome people and you have to eat ice cream in the process, you know, poor me. Um, but honestly, it's been just such a personal pleasure. And, you know, we're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So I look forward to what's next. So Lauren, just thanks so much for being here. Thanks for doing what you do. And just thanks for being a stud and, and being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Tell the rest of the team I say hello. Absolutely, brother. So, folks, this is Lauren Martinez, who is the director of operations at Little Man Ice Cream. Uh, things that I'm taking away is, you know, take the time. We're recording this near the end of the holiday season. So do whatever you have to do to create a break for yourself to reflect on not only your leadership, your processes, your systems, your people, but also your impact. Impact is always an opportunity. It's always available. And so, you know, do you choose to take advantage of it? And then, you know, just on a personal level, you know, just have some ice cream. Life's too short not to have good ice cream. So, uh, go. folks, thanks for listening today. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. I appreciate you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We post twice a week, so you can count on us for your weekly source of content to help you grow and expand as a leader. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider giving us a review. We read every single one, and it helps us make a better show for you, the listener. Also, it helps more people find the show, which means we can help as many people as possible. We appreciate you listening and following along, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as Anthony says, until next time.